three. I'm super excited to it. see Mark again. Yeah, Vinny, I miss yeah, you. Yeah, I know, I man. really do. I know. I'm I'm a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't see me, it hurts. So, Mark Chalel, we're here to talk about how root canals cause cancer, right? Is that... Yeah, you saw that documentary, <laughs> I did, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I got all my root canal teeth removed. Yeah. Um, 100% of the people who have root canals die. Get out of here. I'm Eventually? At what age? That's a fact. Like 110? <laughs> I don't believe it. So Mark's an endodontist. Um, tell us about yourself. Where'd you go to undergrad? So, yeah, uh, I grew up in Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Um, uh, grew up in, like, Bloomfield Hills area. Oh, so sure. the rich area. Well, wow. uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm telling you too much about myself. Did you come to a fancy dental office like this one? No. Um, Living in Bloomfield Hills. Well, I didn't want to say it, but actually, I grew up in Beverly Hills. Okay, that sounds just way more fancy, right? Yeah, Mark drove a Ferrari in Dallas. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wait, um, what sounds fancier, Beverly Hills or Bloomfield Hills? I mean, from. If you're from if this, you're from here, Bloomfield Hills is yeah. fancier. Yeah, right? yeah. So we're actually putting you down indirectly. All right, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> you're from shitty Beverly. So you grew no. up in Beverly Hills. So yeah, I grew up okay. there. Um, right around the street. Like, went to yeah. yeah, went to U of D Jesuit High School. That's in Detroit. Private school. It's an all boys Catholic school. So I don't know if that mm-hmm. says something about me. But, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then I went to undergrad. <laughs> went to undergrad at U of M. Okay. Uh, then just went straight into dental school at U of M as well, where I met Mr. Vince. Yeah, yeah that's the whole reason he went there. Yeah, I saw this guy on the interview. <laughs> this, and I was is like, this is how, this is where I gotta like, go. How the hell is this kid in dental school? <laughs> You're like, if he can do it. Yeah. They let this loser in. Well, they had to let a certain amount of stupid people in, and I was one of those slots. They I, let in. He's the reason that I was 21. In the class. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, my heart hurts. <laughs> Uh, no, and then, yeah, so after the, after graduation, I went straight through to UNC Chapel Hill okay. for my nice. endodontic residency. How did you know you wanted to do endo? I didn't know that I wanted to do endo, honestly, so much. I just kind of, like, knew that I wanted to specialize. How come? Um, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's like, lucrative. Part of it was financially. Yeah. I mean, everyone thinks that way. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I wanted like more flexibility, but also I felt like my skills, honestly, were just more suited to like specializing in one particular to do thing. To one, one thing. Yeah. And just kind of focus on that. Honestly. Yeah. I think I, that endo is the best specialty, honestly. It's low well, overhead. Do you it's, think that way? I mean, Jessica, I mean, I first, I do love endo. I do. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely some cons. Yeah. Oh, endo. for sure. Yeah. Like, what are the cons to be an endodontist other than being super rich? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This is what I tell people sometimes when they ask me something like that. I'm like, all right, so you have a patient. They're they're in pain, so they're already high anxiety, right? Yeah. They come to your office. They're kind of already freaking out. They're already thinking, oh my god, I'm at the dentist. You know, white coat syndrome, and I'm in pain. So just add a layer on top of that. Then there's another layer where it's like, oh, my God, I have to get a root canal. Root canals have a terrible reputation. So add an extra layer of anxiety on top of that. And then it's your responsibility as the endodontist not only to reduce the anxiety of the patient, make them feel comfortable with you, and also do the procedure as painless as possible which honestly, sometimes it's just out of your control. So you can't. Yeah. As sometimes, every tooth, no, you can't. Vince, I'll tell you. I mean, sometimes I got to do that intrapulpal. Oh, oh yeah. It's sometimes you, it, like, it hold, just, it hold can't your breath. get it numb. Yeah. I'm just, 
the thing the thing that I think though as you're talking they present to your office knowing they're there for a root canal. They so do. that's one thing. And it's usually they think it's our fault. You know? it, it usually is. I'm only here <laughs> because my dentist. Yeah, I got dentist. a crown. He cemented the crown. Yeah, that is shitty root. filling, right? Exactly. But, um, so that's that's where I think, okay, like I feel like you guys are, you're more the good guy because you're going to save the tooth or not save it. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to try and save it. I don't know how you present it, but. Well, yeah, so I'm the good guy, but only after the procedure. Like, okay. before the procedure, they're looking at me, I mean, a lot yeah. of them, and they're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm scared. Um, and they're just, you know, just super anxious. And it's my part of the job, which, you know, you don't actually get trained to do in, no, in your school. is no. like build the rapport and help to reduce the anxiety of that patient. It's, sometimes it's not easy because you know people are just just they just have difficult. Yeah. Well, you're, difficult you're building rapport with and it's them, very like, invasive yeah. it's an invasive specialty and also yeah. here's yeah. a blue little rubber shield i'm gonna put on your teeth yeah. and suffocate you <laughs> that exactly. you've never seen before i still think it's the best i'm still maintaining I'm i do love the rubber dam honestly because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna sound so bad but they can't talk to you they can't talk yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what I want... It's hard to work when they're talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, what I... I mean, I definitely... I have my spiel. You know, I have my little talk with them and the way that I build my rapport with them in the beginning. But, like, every single one of those patients, like, I have, like, five others, like, later in the day. Like, I feel like I have to help all these people. So I have to, like, time budget in a way that I have to kind of get them, get them in and out. And that's just kind of the... What do you schedule for like a malt, like a nineteen endo? Uh, I mean, I can pretty much do a root canal in as long as there's nothing too crazy, you know, involved with that. I can probably do it in like forty minutes, thirty, forty minutes. So you'd That's feel comfortable same. scheduling like every case at the top of each hour? I could. I don't do it that way. Okay. I usually schedule like every hour and a half. Just well, because I have consults too. Okay. Know? Like I have consults like uh, parallel. In my schedule, so multiple with columns. Yeah, so yeah. you never know what's going to happen. I'm just the kind of guy that doesn't like to have a patient wait because that just looks bad on me and looks Stressful. bad on the practice. It gives you anxiety too. Yeah. It gives them extra anxiety. Yeah, well, it gives, gives you it anxiety. Gives you, it's it, gives, it does give me anxiety too. Yeah. I'm like, I I don't like people having to wait on me because if I know I I was a patient, I'd be you know, I'm thinking what are they thinking and they're thinking like why is this guy taking so long? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, but what I was saying before was like add all that layer of like the patient management. So you have to be responsible for that. And then you're responsible for doing like a perfect root canal every single time. Right. Because you're the expert. But you guys do. I'm telling you. I look at any specialist <laughs> yeah. root canal except like a few. They're I, I beautiful, aren't they? I, I've seen yours. It's like, oh my God, it's like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't sit here and lie to you and say I do a perfect root canal every time. You like, don't? That's just not okay. what Jeez. it is. But like, I, I mean... I, I'm pretty consistent though. I'm well, pretty consistent. Yeah. How many root canals have you done since you graduated? Oh God, thousands and thousands. thousands. Tens Must of be thousands. thousands. Yeah. Must yeah, thousands. Yeah. So is it second nature to you? Do you ever get anxiety about a case? The only time, not for a regular root canal. Okay. I do surgeries a lot. I don't know. Like apicoectomy? Apicos, yeah. Breast Apico. implants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Pesquale, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I do a lot of apicos though. Like actually. How come? Some doctors in my in my in in EA they refer me their oh, apicos. I thought all endodontists Angie does too. I thought all endodontists did a lot of apicos. What's the reason that you Angie do a, does apicos? She or, does. Oh okay. yeah, a lot. Why do you do a lot? 
people um, need them. People yeah. need them, and yeah. I'm good at them. And okay. um, honestly, like it's so helpful to have the ability to do an apico in your repertoire as an endodontist because, like, even that, so, sometimes it's just out of your control. Like, you could do a root canal, and it's no matter how well you do it. Like it might not just, it just might not work, you know, like it's just a cyst up there. Yeah. The body can't heal it. And the patient still has the lesion up there. And the only way to get rid of it is to scoop it out, you know? So you, I like to have it in my repertoire. That's the one, one of the main um, factors with UNC, my, where my residency was like, mm-hmm. they were big into teaching apicos. Okay. So we did a lot of surgeries there and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go there. So is apical like a last resort or even like a hemisection before you take the tooth out? I don't do hemisections. Okay. I've never seen one work. Yeah. They don't, I don't think they're meant to have a long-term prognosis. Well, you do it. You do a retreat sometimes, right? Right. And then an apical. So yeah, it'll go like root canal. Okay. It'll go root canal, retreat, apical, Mm -hmm. and then extraction. Extraction. But honestly, even sometimes um, case selection, like, retreat might not be an appropriate case you just go selection. to apico just straight to apico like yeah. for instance if there's a number eight and there's like a huge cast post and core right. in the tooth and the the root canal failed i mean i'm not gonna disassemble the whole um the whole you know crown and post right. and you know then they're without a tooth i have to vibrate the post out they have no crown you know when they leave my office and just go in the other just go in the a- yeah. apico and you know I mean, it's a little bit more invasive, yeah. I was going to say go in the back side. I almost said that, too. <laughs> go in the back end. Oh, oh yeah, but good luck getting another, not inappropriate another post back in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, that, that tooth, tooth would be cracked, yeah. Yeah. yeah Have so. you practiced long enough where you retreated one of your like earlier cases? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you say that because actually that just happened recently. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, get believe it or not, I missed an MB2. Oh, wait, there's, wait, there's an MB2? <laughs> MB what? <laughs> no, yeah, I just had to uh, retreat one of my own that I missed an MB2. So. Is that because you didn't use a cone beam back then? Or? Well, usually I don't take a cone beam on every person I see. Okay. so It's I, not standard for root canals? Not standard for just like any just any given case at all. I, I, I'll take a cone beam every retreatment I do. Okay. Then I'll want to know, you know, what actually is going on there. But um, for just a regular root canal, like if there's just like a cavity into the nerve and it's number three, I mean, it's just do the root yeah. canal. You know, yeah. it needs a root canal, and I don't, I don't do a CBCT there. Does your office have a CBCT? It does, it yeah, does. all of the offices have a CBCT. Yeah, I think okay. that's standard yeah. practice now. So here's my question for mm-hmm. you: Have you had a root canal yourself? I have not. Okay. I've actually only Seriously. had one filling. This guy, really? one filling. Nice. I know. I'm. Don't tell my patients that. Yeah. They, they want. They they want me to know how it feels to He's, be yeah, them. Yeah. Right. I've had zero fillings. What a guy. Yeah. So I can't even I tell my. Pa- I don't even know what a shot feels like. Feels oh, we, bad. <laughs> we had to do a shot in dental school. <laughs> I think they gave my partner gave me a shot and like hit my nose or something. Mm-hmm. We did like all the shots <laughs> in care. one day. It was like nine injections in dental school. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that day. Do you remember? No, I never went to dental like school. Like two carps. Of, yeah. <laughs> honestly, dental school. Honestly, <laughs> he did skip a lot. That's not true. You pa- skipped that day? Patience. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> do you feel like endo was the right choice of all the other specialties? For me, I think it was. Like, Okay. I never, I mean, I thought about oral surgery, but then I was like, oh, I just don't want to do like 
four additional yeah. more years. Like yeah. I was struggling, Vince. I was struggling to do the three extra years that I did after dental school. What do you feel? Like you're too old to be in school still? or No, it's just like I lost all my concentration with studying and yeah. focusing in school and all that stuff. You know, I, I was so good with that, like in high school and in college and even dental school. And then I honestly just got burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, so I just kind of pushed myself through residency. But uh, yeah, it was like I was at the brim of my... That was it. That no was more. It. I couldn't do it. So no, Gendo was the right choice for me though. Um, I think that I'm really good at building that rapport and like helping people with In their that anxiety. Short time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I don't want to brag, but I think I'm good at root canals too. I know you're good at root canals. <laughs> no, I really, I know you are. So I think like honestly, as far as like helping the community wise, like I think I'm very like endo was a good choice because it's, it's i'm helping you. the community yeah. yeah yeah and you are you're doing good work. i mean teeth are a good investment yeah do you do you have kids sorry about that um no i'm not married none no, that you okay. know of or? Well, <laughs> i was i always ask people you know would you encourage your kids to follow in that path so if you had if kids I had, you know. honestly i would i mean it you depends would. I would i would recommend my kids if they to want go to, to, dental to, school to go to dental school and specialize you know same it, of of all the uh, professional um, degrees and professional careers that you could have, I definitely rank dentistry like very high up there. It's higher than medicine for sure. That's yeah, 100%, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. And higher than law. My wife's a lawyer. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I would never be an attorney. <laughs> no. I think that would be challenging for me to be an attorney because I'd have to deal with other attorneys and wouldn't work out. It'd just be tough because you're, you know. Yeah. Trying to solve the same problem, but with different, you know, at least dentistry, you're on your own. It's like you're in charge of that situation. Yeah. I just like right? the, uh, I just like the, the time and the flexibility with dentistry trumps like all the other, you know, I think with medicine, you're on call and with law, you have, there's a whole lot of time outside of like yeah. when you're actually in the office Paperwork. where you have to put in oh, so yeah. much time. Well, at least from what I do, I mean, I'm not an owner of a, practice or anything so maybe that's where my bias comes in but i don't have to put much time after i leave the office into like work which i'd rather not do because i want to do you know my other well live yeah Yeah. Yeah. life short um what's the reason why can i say the name of your company do you mind yeah that's fine um bushimi family dinosaur what's the reason you're working for endo associates over moving out and doing your own thing yeah um it's a good question uh, and honestly, I, I did, I thought about it a lot, especially after like our merger or the buyout here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're an employee, correct? I am an employee. Okay. I am an employee. So paid uh, under the table. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish for yeah. tax reasons. I wish it was under the table. Um, no. So I did think about it for a, a good while. Um, you know, what would be, you know, what would be the benefits and do I want to take that career turn and. Uh, I just, I, as far as like being in a group practice, I felt that was like the best place for me because, you know, you can do things outside of work, then you don't have to be worried about the office at all times. For instance, you know, like I could take a vacation and someone would cover me. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, what's going on and how much overhead am I losing by taking a vacation? You know, the, the stress of something like that. Um, 
I mean, I was working with EA right from graduation. Same location, Commerce? Same location, Okay, yeah, nice. I was just going to ask you that. That's the first place you went. So you yeah. didn't bounce around through. I didn't, no. Okay. I mean... That's, you're lucky. Yeah, they, I, they, I feel like they've treated me personally well. Um, and so I have liked what, what I've, you know, my experiences with them. And honestly, like, I came in and... They've given me the freedom to practice exactly how I want, you know, um, as far as instruments, tools, um, just they've really provided me, honestly, personally, that's all I can vouch for is they've provided me with everything that I've wanted clinically. I'm not so sure how that would be with anybody else. Like, Mm -hmm. would they require me to do it some way, certain instruments, certain files? So it's never any requirements for production. No one's looking over your shoulder and saying, like, that was a bad root canal. Or no. nothing. I mean, maybe behind my back. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. They, we they, talked. They about told it. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, I don't feel like I've ever had any pressure for production at all. Okay. I mean, I put the pressure on myself. Of course. Yeah. So, you probably stay pretty busy in the office, though, right? I would I imagine. Stay. Oh yeah. It's a packed schedule. Are you no. four days a week? Five days a week? I'm four. I honestly, I work four days a week. 50% of the time and five days a week, 50% of the time. So, okay. Alternating Fridays or Wednesdays yeah. or something? So it's not even set up like that. It's set up where I'm working four days a week, but like half the time I'm covering for somebody. And that's what I was speaking to. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of thing like if I get sick or someone gets sick, there's always someone to cover and um, just someone's, you know, I feel like always got your back as far as um, – the clinical aspect. Yeah. Well, that's multiple doctors in one location. That, yeah. that is really nice. Yeah. You know, you'll, I mean, you had that in your old practice, but yeah. even if you have associates or multiple yeah. partners, it's not all on you. Yeah. You go to other locations to cover? Like you'll be in, have you ever been in Bloomfield? I've never been in Bloomfield. Okay. Usually the ones I go to, I'm mainly in commerce. Okay. And I will cover in Clarkston and sometimes Waterford. Um, Where's yeah. the Waterford one? What crossroads? Pontiac Lake Road, or uh, yeah, Pontiac Lake Road, and uh, essentially almost like Telegraph. Telegraph, okay. Yeah. I know where that That's is. That's close to the Clarkston one, then. Yeah, it's, it's like seven, eight miles oh, from okay. Clarkston. Oh, okay, that far. Yeah. And you live in Bloomfield? Or? No, I live in Waterford, actually. You, li- you live in Waterford. Actually, that location in Waterford, I, own, I live, I could literally ride my bike to that office. Yeah, but you but, wouldn't transfer because you built up a reputation yeah, in commerce. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was the other thing. I mean, I was, they able, they essentially almost from the very beginning, they were like, we want you to run this commerce office. And so they gave me that responsibility and, you know, I ran with it and I've built up my reputation as an endodontist in that area. I feel like I've done a good job. And, um, yeah, I, I think that I feel like they provided me with a good like base right from the start. So, Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if it's different group practices for specialists compared to group practices for general dentists. Is there a competition between endodontists within the group? Are you the only guy in commerce? Uh, not the only guy because, you know, someone will like work on my day off, for instance. But like normally solo doc, just you? Oh, yeah. In the office at one time? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wouldn't want to work any other way. Tell, I, I, okay. Yeah. So the, so that answers your question. Probably. It's not different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably similar. So why okay. would you not want to work with an endodontist? It not that I just, uh, well, number one, I well, I actually don't think we have enough business for two sure. at one time. 
Um, what if you did though? If we did, I would be okay, but it has to be the right person because there are some that I've encountered that I could not work with. Let's just say that. Okay. Yeah. Why, why is that? Just um, and like some people can get greedy. Okay. Humans in general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Some people can just uh, and. There, as dentists, you know, we're so like alpha and, you yeah, know, we're just territorial yeah. and I don't think it's, I don't think it would be a good working environment to have two alpha people and two territorial people maybe right next to each other. You think it time. would be fighting over cases or fighting over control of the staff? Both. Both. Someone moves the Both. stapler. And it's over. Yeah, yeah we're stapler. Honestly. Even small things like that. That's every office. I had, um, a, fi- I had a fight over a stapler in my yeah. office once. Two yeah. women got in a fight over a stapler. stapler. I mean, that does happen. Yeah. The um, office, yeah. Yeah, it moved it at the front desk. It wow. was a huge issue. We had a meeting about it. but um, <laughs> With important use of time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's interesting because yeah. I, you know, a lot of people we talk to own their own businesses. And I, a, a close friend of mine, um, practiced for probably 10 years owned several businesses very successfully and then left, got burned out, left dentistry for four years and then went back as an associate and she's extremely happy now. Yeah. And we've talked about it. We haven't had her on the podcast yet, but we will, but we've talked about it at length. You know, why, why is it different this time? It's four years later, her kids are older, but you know, she just says, I like it so much more. I walk in like what you're saying and she knows what she has to do, and then yep. she leaves it at the office. Yeah. So yeah. I think that, you know, we're really, like, we focus so much on starting your, owning your own and own, 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 but sometimes it's not the right decision. Well, Mark, right? has, Mark has, like, the best of both worlds. Yeah. Like, you're by yourself, you run the office, but then if you go on vacation, anyone can cover for you. And he gets paid well enough, yeah. I'm assuming, to, to so, make it worth it. Yeah, so obviously, you know, not... Being an owner, there's a financial component where you're not, you know, getting the benefit of that. But that percent that you're not getting or not, you're missing out on, I mean, that's technically, if you think about it, that's a percent of your own time. Which is more more important. Yeah. So what do you, what do you consider? Are you, what do you consider more beneficial for you in your personal life? Like, do you consider... I want that financial component, and so I'm going to sacrifice, or, or not sacrifice, that's maybe not the wrong word. I'm just going to put in more time and effort into my work and office and whatever that is, or would you rather, you know, take a little bit of a cut and just focus on other things outside of, you know, dentistry? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's personal preference, right? So, 100%. I'd rather work three days, make 300000 which I don't, than work five days, make 500000 because now you have five day weekends, yeah. four day weekends. Yeah. Well, yeah. another thing too is you. I make if double you, all of that. If you, <laughs> if you want to own something, you can own something that's outside of dentistry. Yeah, true. And I think if we as dentists, we get like you know tunnel vision. It's like, well, I have to own a dental office. You don't. I mean, I know dentists who own Jimmy John's and yeah. you, can own you know Jets Pizza franchise. You know investment properties, but. Mm-hmm. But I think you know sometimes if you have to satisfy that urge, sometimes outside of dentistry is a better choice. I agree. Because you're not so invested. You know, you have this income. Yeah. But then you can go do something else. Well, think, it, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you, well, obviously the dream, the American dream is just making money passively, 
right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, While you sleep. Inheritance. Yeah. But how, you know, with yeah, dentistry, like, no one, you're as, as a doctor, you're not going to make money unless you're putting in the time because you're the doctor, right? Yeah. Right. So you, that's unfortunately something that really can't be passive unless you have an associate, of course. Um, so yeah, Jessica is right. You know, like doing something, you know, investment properties or something like that outside of dentistry. That's a good way to make up for that percentage that you're not getting for not being an owner. Right. right? Or just that to satisfy that urge, you know, if that's something you want to do. Yeah. Is there but, anything in your contract? I've seen contracts in the past where owning businesses outside of your industry, is that prohibited? Cause it takes away from your concentration mm. on your job. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't I have, that. that's not in my contract. Okay. I have not seen that. I've seen, I haven't seen that in like the contracts that I've experienced okay. in my, my years. Because Narita writes contracts and reads for dentists mm-hmm. too. It's something like if you own, if you're my associate or you're my partner, you can't own three Jimmy John's because that will take away from your focus on your, our business. Mm. That's, that's really? not your, yeah, that's, that's BS. But yeah, that's kind yeah. of it's out there. I haven't seen those. Yeah. Can you own other dental practices you don't work in? If it's like out the do not compete? That's a good question. I mean, yeah, I think that would probably fall under the non-compete, I guess. Okay. But I don't think, from what I remember, I don't think there's anything specific that is like, you cannot own another dental practice. Like, they didn't put those words in there, as far as I know. Can you work outside the do not compete right now if you wanted to? Like, let's say you want to work Saturdays in my office. You could. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're assuming he read his employment contract. Yeah. Um, did you bring your contract with you? Yeah. I think I could, as long as it's outside it's of the non-compete. to sweat. Yeah. Your, your lawyers are listening. Yeah. Mark's working at the same Hold on, I'm getting a call as we speak. It's interesting, though, we bring that up, because these contracts, like they do, as an employee, you know, doctor... They do, there's a lot of nuances in there yeah. that people mm-hmm. don't think about, and they'll just—they're oh so excited to work, and they just sign them. Oh, you yeah. need oh to work. God. You can't listen, do that. Listen, this—I had after the um, buyout. I had—they sent me two different contracts. Uh, this language in the contract so was confusing. so confusing. I like the verbiage that they use is so lawyer, so legally. Um, like impossible to understand. Yeah. Like you have to hire a lawyer. And luckily I have a cousin who's a lawyer, so he helped me out. But I don't know how these doctors or these people without any experience, they're reading or you signing their life away. You it's I mean, like not. a quadruple negative. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's how it feels. You're reading it. It's like, yeah. is it, don't sometimes do the that? lawyer you hire reads it and has no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And then to call that lawyer and go, did you even write this? Yeah. Like, no, I got that template from my cousin who works in California. <laughs> I Googled it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's something to look out for. Like when you're, you know, if we're talking, you didn't bounce around to different offices, but, you know, obviously you have a good contract. It's a good working situation, mm-hmm. but a lot of people, they don't have that. <laughs> and yeah. They'll, yeah. And they'll yeah. sign these contracts and then all of a sudden they have to move to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. Well, here's the unfortunate thing is, you know, you have a new graduate who's what, maybe like half a million in debt. And so they're desperate for some income right away. And so, you know, they're, they're almost, they're not looking out for maybe what exactly is the most they can get in their contract. They're just thinking, I just need to maybe start working in the area that I want and I need to support my family and to pay off these loans. The ticker is going to come up soon. 
for my for my loan repayments and they maybe don't take the diligence that they should right away and then it ends up biting them in the butt because that contract will have some kind of non-compete and then they're stuck right? yeah they have to move to or Omaha. you don't think the non-compete's a big deal when you're 27 right and you're 35 you're like oh shit i do want to live in bloomfield yeah. Now yeah. I have to move to Nova. Yeah. Yeah. Nova's not yeah. bad. So you've been working for <laughs> them for how long? Seven? Five. Five years, years. actually. Uh, four and a half, but yeah, it's coming up on five. Okay. So what do you see what do you see yourself doing in the future? Well I mean, obviously working for them and being an endodontist. Yeah, but... I mean, so so far Oh, you mean just like in dentistry or do you yeah, mean just, just in, in your in your career, you know? Career? Yeah, we don't care yeah. about the rest of your life. <laughs> What kind of podcast? (laughs) It's a depressing podcast. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I, if at least for the foreseeable future, I see myself working for Anadonic Associates uh, through Endo One Specialty. (laughs) Um, Trademark and Endo One Specialty. That's what the DSO is called. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, it's Specialty One, and then um, Endo One is a subset. Oh, there's, oh. A, there's someone else on top of Endo One? Yeah, well, it's really the same. So they, what they did was... Do they was, have an oral surgery branch? Yeah, so they have oh, they three do. branches. So it's specialty one at the top. Mm-hmm. That's like that's technically actually their, I think, their legal name. Okay. And then they have an Endo One, Perio One, and Oral Surgery One. And those are the three branches, but... Um, I've never heard of a Perio, yeah. like DSL. I haven't either. Endo for sure. Ortho, yes. Yeah. Oral surgery, yes. Maybe you don't know this, but I've never heard of a periodontist that actually gives your patients back <laughs> if you send them to the periodontist. <laughs> they tend to kind of disappear. Oh my God, where do they go yeah. from seven years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one five millimeter pocket. <laughs> so then you're part of the endo one. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, technically, I, I, I signed a five year contract, so I'll be there for at least five years. Okay, so um, just to recap for the listener, you're mm-hmm. working for this group mm-hmm. practice. This larger company comes in, this dental support organization. They buy the entire corporation, mm-hmm. and they offer all the associates an employment contract. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, That's so correct. they're saying, we're, we're taking over. We want you to work here. Here's your new contract. So now you work for for them. Correct. Um. And then, and then what else has changed? Well, that was the good thing about it is really there wasn't much change. I okay. mean, they essentially let us practice under the same guidelines and principles as endodontic associates. Okay. So they, they didn't come in and, you know, they didn't, um, they weren't like, you got to do this thing that way and this that way and whatever. Now, what they did do was they created a hierarchy they changed the hierarchy of like the bureau, the bureaucracy of it, mm-hmm. you know, like before my boss was, you know, the managing doctor right. owner. Now it's, um, you know, they have like a regional administrator who okay, is not of, an endodontist. Correct. Right. Okay. Correct. Is and he then, even a dentist? A lowly dentist? No. <laughs> no. a business, just a business person, right? Right. Like just, I mean, right. a business just, Oh, my person. gosh. So, <laughs> he went to Phoenix? Area? No, what's that? Online? University of he, Phoenix. He went to DeVry University. <laughs> <laughs> so um, do you get together um, like once a quarter for meetings? Do you go to, I mean, do you go to like national meetings with this company and you all get together? Well, yeah, it's funny you say or that. Or CE or anything? There's, uh, there is a 
like a meeting, a national meeting okay. coming up in May. I just actually got the email about it yesterday. Where's it at? <laughs> it's in Houston. Oh, very nice. Oh, okay. So the um the other group that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. they had their meeting in Houston as well. Really? Wait, how big I is under, if that's... under one? How many practices do they own? I don't think that's known, or at least I don't know. That. Okay. I would imagine a lot. Because how many does EA have or had? Then uh, EA has n- nine offices in nine. Southeast Michigan. Okay. Okay. What I do know, and I think this is public information, is um, Specialty One got, uh, I think it was like a year and a half or something ago, they got a huge private investment, like over $100 million or $150 million, uh, as just um, as like money to you know expand and mm-hmm. and do other things. So a private equity firm, or? right? Okay. Private equity firm. Yeah, I, I guess I would guess they own over a hundred practices. Yeah, it's least. hard to say. I mean, the two guys that started it, uh, one lives in Houston and one lives in California. Okay, and um, I they they started the company in I believe 2019. And these are non-dentists? No, these are endodontists, actually. Oh, they're endodontists. Oh, so okay. the guys who started Endo two, 1. Two Endo started en- specialty, specialty 1? So it started out as Endo 1. Okay. Okay. It started out, but the two endodontists that started out with um, just doing a DSO specifically for Endo, and they okay. called that Endo 1. And then they were like, hey, why are we just limiting ourselves to Endo? Right. So then they did Perio and OS as well. So then once that, you can't like name... You can't have a a company called Endo One and, and, they own and oral, oral surgery. Yeah. yeah, so that's why it's called Specialty One now. So from 2019 to now, they somehow someone gave them 150 million dollars. It might even I have to remember the number, but it's something like that, or even more. But we should, we should start a DSO. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting one now. I want like right now. I want the money. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> the that's three the of way us. To go. Hey, yeah. if you want some passive income, yeah. Oh. So I guess. How does this happen? Do they own a bunch of practices before 2019? What were they doing before 2019? That I'm not I'm not sure I know. Okay. I know that they each like own their own endo practice. They went from 2 to like a billion in 3 years. I mean, that's the thing about these guys and I have to hand it to them. They as far as I know, they've been pretty uh like um, aggressive as far as expanding, and I think they're doing a, a good job in in growing the name and growing the brand and doing what they need to do. They're in such a short period of time; it can only can only give them credit for, wow. for what they've done. They have yeah. systems, you yeah. Know, and they yeah. implement the systems. So, do you feel like do you feel that do you feel like the office runs better after this acquisition? Well, or that differently, was, it's a good question. Very good question because um, you know. Not to say anything, you know, bad about EA. Yeah, but and they're like, not listening. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were some, you know, back room like uh, snafus, you know, more yeah. frequently than we'd like, right? You know, and in, so in the past, in before? the past before, yeah. so that was actually part of the reason I think that we um, kind of, or the not we, the partners yeah. at the time, they decided to do that so that. Well, it's hard to run a big business like yeah. that if you're doing root canals, right? Yeah. Right. I think that was part of it too. They kind of got sick of the doctors. Kind of yeah. maybe maybe got sick of uh, you know handling all Managing. that outside stuff, mm-hmm. and they just wanted to do some root canals. Yeah. You know? Did EA find Endo One, or did Endo One find EA? 
that's something I because nine's don't know. a lot, but nine's not like a hundred. So right. how does this fifty, hundred fifty million dollar company find Endo Associates? That's a good question. I'm not. I'm not sure. I was. I'm not privy. To yeah. That information. Yeah. I would. My. I would guess that. Um, specialty one contacted EA. Yeah. That'd be my guess. And we heard but Mark Shalal works for you in your commerce. Yeah. Office. <laughs> Here's 150 we want million. Him. Here's 150 hey. million. Make it happen. We hey, heard, with the smile. With that smile. <laughs> we heard he only had to do one retreat on his own work. <laughs> Get him over here. That's awesome, man. So yeah. you like it there. I it's do. It's going good. Cause that's rare. Usually big company comes in, they buy it. Then it sucks. And everyone leaves. I was honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was, a, I was scared initially. Sure, you know, I, you know, scared of change. I don't know what these guys are gonna do. You know, uh, don't know what's gonna happen. Like, for all I know, they could tell me to work in Rochester, and right. I don't, I don't live close to there. And yeah, you know, it, you know, I built up my reputation in commerce already. So who knows? Um, you know, some new people come in. You don't have no idea what they're gonna say or do. Thankfully. They didn't really, like I said, they didn't change much at all except um, the back room stuff, mm-hmm. which is good. That's a good thing. It's like an improvement. Yeah. It's an improvement. Yeah. yeah. So actually, in general, everything has been mostly on the positive side from from my experience so far. Are there any, I know it's a really good experience and Mark loves Endo One. He loves his bosses. <laughs> um, he would do anything for them. Is there any, <laughs> any one or two negatives that... Um, trying to think i mean case closed mars getting a raise no i mean yep <laughs> nice nice work <laughs> negatives honestly like i'm really trying to think of something i'm not not just holding back yeah that's okay no i, I you know what let me think about it yeah we'll be back on yeah for that, for another episode. <laughs> well, i would i would say this like for me i would be concerned i'm not saying this is the case yeah that these these private equity groups they come in they buy companies and then they they turn them over in a few years that's that's how they work um, yeah they they resell them you know they they get their production up they make money and they package it up and somebody else buys it so yeah, that would be my concern not, that is possible. not that that's a you know it could be another positive thing but it's like all right well what's going to happen next you know? yeah right. Would you be thinking about that? Or? I think so, yeah. What, what new management? Because the hardest right. thing as a dentist, it's already a really hard job. Now you have some manager that went to DeVry University right. telling you to do like six more root canals a day. <laughs> That's more stressful. Yeah. So that'd be the biggest concern. We're going to get an um, email from DeVry. DeVry. <laughs> they want to sponsor the next episode. <laughs> We're going to have someone from DeVry on yeah. here. So. so, online school. That's probably pretty good, actually. <laughs> so... Let's change gears a little bit. Um, as a general dentist, we always want to know what stupid stuff are we doing that we're sending to you? Do you think like, oh my god, how do they do this? And isn't it is it annoying to you, or is that All just right. part of the? Job? Well, here's the one thing that really gets me. Okay, it's like there's like a number nineteen or something, and there's a crown, and there's like a huge, uh, you know, huge decay like on the mesial or distal, some recurrent caries. And then the, the referral just says, a valve for root canal. It's like, well, I wish you would have taken the crown off and seen how much Cleaned tooth was out. left up yeah. there. Yeah. You know? I mean, I suppose we could do that as well. And how do you do that? with a? It is a really thick PFM. Right. How do you and, you... and by the way, I don't know how the endos that you worked with, 
But yeah, in our office, we don't carry like temp crowns or mm-hmm. or. Comp- you don't I have don't, a Sarah machine. Even, you don't make, <laughs> you well, crowns. it's up to us to figure out if the tooth is restorable. Yeah, is yeah. what you're saying. So what, I, what, what do you do in that nice. circumstance? I mean, sometimes I honestly just kind of send it back. Really? Sometimes with I send big, it back. With a big yeah. middle finger on the <laughs> referral. Well, I put it in a way. Well, I'm like, you know, I can do the root canal and yeah. I don't mind. I'll, I'll make the money. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. But what I don't want to happen is, let's say I do the root canal. It's not restorable. And then, yeah, they have to change the crown. And then after they take off the crown, then we realize the tooth can't be saved. And then you just wasted your time and money money here with me so actually i kind of seem like a good guy saying that right because i'm i'm not i'm deferring my i'm deferring you paying me and getting my business so that you can actually get the some well eval for root canal is kind of silly it's like that's our you know we're the quarterback right we're supposed to make the the play the plan it's like all right we're gonna have a root canal that's the plan yeah and we're gonna crown it that's also the plan you can't see a value. They can always, you can always do a root canal. I can always. Right. Most 99% of the I time. mean, even if the tooth <laughs> is cracked and, you know, three spots, a valve, it's like, all right, you know, yeah. do you want me to do it or not? Is there anything that we do that you can't do the root canal? Like the post is just so big or can we mess up so bad? Well. I, I mean, perfing other than that. Yeah. Like, like you can't get back in there. Like ledge I mean, so like, bad. A separated instrument. Se- yeah. yeah. Separated instrument hurts, you know. Um, <laughs> I've never done that, by the way. But um, so what happens? They break it off. Do you ever separate instruments? I do. I mean, you do. Anyone who's doing root <laughs> yes, canals I'll admit does. It. I'll admit it. You, no. you, you've done it once? No, yeah. I, I think I, if you do root canals, you're gonna. that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. No, there's yeah. a saying um, my, my, um, my program director used to say to me. If you're not separating instrument, you're not doing, you're not doing enough root canals. Yeah. So you're going to do it. It's just you obviously do the things you can to minimize right. it at all costs. How do you minimize file separation? Don't, uh, don't use them 150 times? <laughs> well, I use... <laughs> <laughs> it's not 1980. Yeah. Are people reusing files still? Yeah. I Some people yeah. are. Yes. Some people are. I don't. Okay. I use mine once and throw them away because... I don't want to be known as the endodontist that separates instruments. Yeah. Right. Right. That's like a. Bad is there a guy out there that's known as that? <laughs> not that I. <laughs> not that I know of. You Vincent don't. Buscemi. I know him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Looking right at him. But I think um, I think a lot of people use them more than once. Isn't that? Yeah. I mean, it saves I mean, overhead, right? People. Yeah. That's how people are going to think. Can, can you right? get them clean enough? I know they say. But that, well, no. I mean, I would say um, maybe I'm not a good endodontist because I rarely can get the instrument out as long as it's as if it's pretty far apically right you know especially the, if it's around the separated a separated file yeah. okay you i mean i'm pretty good at bypassing yeah getting around it but still the you know obviously if you're blocked out you're not cleaning anything past it yeah it decreases the prognosis it's doing it apical right and that's what i was going to say that's why that's when having the apical ability comes in handy because let's say you know you do separate an instrument, you can always go to Apico. Um, and, you know, if, if it was your fault, for instance, you know, you maybe don't charge or, you know, you can do it pro bono or, you know, do something for the patient because it wasn't their fault that that happened, right? Yeah. So is bypassing an instrument, canals cleaned, mm-hmm. is that prognosis much less than no instrument in the tooth? Uh, it's... 
Not much less, honestly. It depends on how you do it. Okay. But like if you can successfully bypass, you're you're honestly it's almost as good as like the instrument if the tooth wasn't is there. clean, yeah. it's in there. Yeah, as long if as the instrument wasn't made of poop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Then you have to have that conversation with the patient. Part of your filling is actually a metal filling. Yeah, right? it's stronger. <laughs> it's, it's reinforced. Yeah. Yeah. There's a we I think I think every endodontist will have their own, you know. The spiel of yep. saying it in a nice way. What do you say when we send you stuff that goes wrong on us? Like, how do you make us look not terrible? Um, well, Patient, give, Patient's give me, pissed. Give me one example. I'll tell you kind of like what I would say. Okay. Two years ago, I was working on She's young too. She's 16. I separated the file in a root. Could not get past it. Okay. So I sent it out to endodontist. Okay. And whatever he said, they came back and talking to me, they're like, you're the best dentist in the world. So whatever he said to them, they felt really good about me. Okay. Yeah. So, so I would probably say something like, you know, um, general dentists, first of all, they do about 80 to 85% of all root canals. So um, I, it's, it's, all, it's normal for, you know, Dr. Buscemi to have done this root canal. And he was, let's say it's like a molar or something. And the, I would probably say something like, well, he did a great job. Look, he got around this curve, but this one had like a double curve and it was just very difficult. It would be even difficult for me to, to instrument past this. And, um, you know, just something like that where I'd be like, yeah, he did a good job. It was just like, it just so happened chance that some kind of iatrogenic error. That's happened. so true. You said that because that person came back and go, Oh my God, they said my tooth is one in a billion. Yeah. They had a triple double very, curve. Very <laughs> unique. I'm like, yep. It's a pretzel yeah. for yeah. sure. Pretzel um, but what are you really thinking? Do you have like some dentist to send to you? And you're like, Oh my God, this guy again. Cause they're, you're always bailing them out. I do have some, what's his name? <laughs> I do have some where I kind of dread. Okay. Seeing theirs because they don't, they don't send to me often. And when they do, it's like some something that I need to bail them out of. It's like mid-procedure they call you. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, having said that, that also is part of the job, though. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm okay with it because... Um, you know, that's, that's the endodontist job and I'm the expert and, you know, I can, I'm supposed to deal with that and I'm okay with that. Um, you just now, saved all your referrals. Would, <laughs> <laughs> now, would I be happier if, you know, there was some better case selection, thoughtful thought process going on? Of course. But, you know, people need to do what they do. I'm not judging, you know, like people need to, uh, keep their office open. People need to do what they want to, you know, no do to feel like they're keeping or they're taking care of their patients and that's fine. Um, but you know, if that happens, you know, more than once, twice, then it might look bad for the patients that you're treating. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that might, it might come back to bite the dentist at that point. No, if you like 15 bad root canals, <laughs> it's, it's out there. Yeah. Do you ever have people send patients and say like evaluate for root canal, but they want to do it? They want you to look at the patient and what? then send them back to them. Yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, I that that has happened. I think twice. Like, okay, can you diagnose? And if you I'm diagnose like, it, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty. That has happened. Yes. Um, I was annoyed by mm-hmm. that. See, because <laughs> it's like it's annoying. Yeah. Well, g- give uh-huh. me the the example. So, like, I'm not sure if it's 19 or 18. 
Tell me which one it is and I'll yes, do it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like they, That's like exactly it. They can't diagnose. So yeah. they yeah. need the endodontist. They need help. You know, they need help to decide where the source of the pain is coming from. The, okay. The etiology. But then they want to do it. But So then when we figure it out, then they just want the patient to go back. And the, this is the way that I think uh, they kind of make the patient say it. It's uh, the patient doesn't want to pay your insurance prices versus ours is it that much different though i wonder what it is i do think it is different. i is think it? it is more okay i, I don't know i know it's more but is I, it yeah i don't know i don't actually i don't know okay and delta would arrest us if we said <laughs> well i, I mean for me if i was I, I didn't do a lot of endo but i if i had you know five or six and i couldn't tell which one it was i just send it to the endodontist and say yeah Please, it's either five or six. Please figure out which one it is and do the root canal. Yeah. Well, my thinking is too. Of course, you're, right? You're also a human. If I'm like helping you out by giving not an easy case, but giving you like cases, good case selection, when I'm in a bind, you help me out. It's like if you hate me, a general dentist, you're not going to stay open through lunch to work on one of my patients. That's correct. Yep. Yep. You definitely uh, accept more of like your A referrals. During your lunch hour, then let's yeah. say like Do your you guys grade us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. They, us. <laughs> they have like a little board in the back. Like dart time. <laughs> my face. I'm at the bottom. At the bottom. <laughs> no, we do. Uh, we do. Yeah. There's like, really? we call them A, B, like, and C referrals. Really? Yeah. 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 So A, wait, me, does A mean they send you a lot wait. of patients or they're like a good dentist? They send you a lot of patients. Yeah. Sure. And they're. Yeah. Mainly it's like they send you a lot of patients. Okay. Yeah. So. What were we gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, uh, and I was gonna say, trust me, that's not just endodontist. That's that's, that's all everybody. That's all the well, we had Leslie Orzak on, you know, oh, okay. she's an oral yeah, surgeon. I, I know. She kind of referred to that too. That of course, there's shitty referral dentists. Yeah. You gotta be kidding. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's not. people I'm who the you know. There's this situation too, where they open up the tooth, they drill through it through the furcation, <laughs> and then send the patient to you with the X-ray they took before. They drilled through the vacation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, you did. But that. now you just take. I mean, I'm sure you take your own always, when they get you, there. You have to. Yeah, we have but, to. Just legally, you have. Yeah. To. But yeah. back in the day, you'd staple the X-ray yeah. to the thing. Yeah. yeah. Probably before you guys, but yeah, I actually I don't, don't mind. I actually don't mind as much like a perforation as I do like a general dentist sending me a perforation. I am much more able to deal with than like you sending me into a separated instrument. Really? Is that the worst thing you can? So separate instruments worse than the perforation? I would say it's harder. To... I, in my opinion, maybe not. Maybe not every endodontist feels this way, but I would say that yeah, I could more aptly deal with a perforation than I could a separate instrument. How do you fix a perforation extraction? MTA, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. So whatever MTA, that is. Yeah, uh, cement, concrete. Yeah. Yeah. So we would try that first, you know, and then of course, like there's like, there could be an apico option depending on where the perforation is. Um, yeah. MTA. And then they, you know, Brassler has like this BC stuff. You heard about that? BC sealer. BC sealer. Yeah. Yeah. And like they have also different other um, materials like root repair material specifically for perforations. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Did yeah. you bring some? A sample? Is Brassler sponsoring this episode? <laughs> no, DeVry is, remember? Oh, yeah, DeVry. <laughs> and University of Phoenix. University yeah. of Phoenix, online. <laughs> so, believe it or not, we're actually coming up on the hour. Wow. Um, we're at 53. This, is, this flew by. Yeah, um, it did. 
we got to have you back, but we always end the podcast with top three pieces of advice. Okay. And the guest we had before you, also named Mark, no. um, we not as handsome. Mark and Mark today. No, they're both handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marks. We asked him top three pieces of advice he'd give to his 25-year-old self. Mm. But you were 25 like last week. <laughs> so, But what are wow. top three pieces of advice for people wanting to go into endo? Say you're in dental school. You're in dental school. You want to go to endo. Um, okay. My first piece of advice in that situation is... It's going to take a while to get good at root canals and don't get discouraged uh, when you're doing really bad root canals, even in residency, because for me, it took me a really long time, or at least what felt like a really long time to like get to the point where I was comfortable being out there, you know, like, you know, what I was saying before, you know, you're supposed to be an expert. You're supposed to do a root canal, a, good, a perfect root canal every single time mm-hmm. as an endodontist. In 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if what my first, I always remember my first root canal in residency. It was so bad. It was so what bad. Tooth? I think it was 14. Yeah. And it was like the ugliest, <laughs> uh, it was like the ugliest radiographic <laughs> root canal you'll ever see. But no, um, don't get discouraged, you know. It'll come with repetition and you're going to be fine. Just, you know, hang in there and keep on, keep on practicing and keep on trying to improve. So that's probably what I would say for somebody who, who's like going into a residency okay. from, from dental school. Um, another piece of advice. Or even like a young Mark, two other pieces of advice to say top three things we can leave to feel good about ourselves. <laughs> um, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. <laughs> follow your passion. Um, Wow, this is a tough question. Or just one more. Any like life advice? Because you're you're 34 today. I am. If you're looking at 24 year old Mark, what's one thing you'd say to him? Oh, one thing maybe. What would I say? That's a tough question. Is that a tough one? <laughs> I'd walk up to myself and just like slam myself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. Right. Yeah. yeah. Totally. He's listening for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 24, <laughs> you know, I would just say, I would say, make sure your priorities are in order or find out where you're, find out what you truly want in life, prioritize them and follow, follow that, follow that. Yeah. And don't, uh, don't stray from that because, um, you know, if you stray from that, you might have some regrets about that, you know, that's really that good. Makes sense. No, it really that's does. That's good advice. It is good advice. I think yeah. it's hard at 24 to find priorities. That's well, we true. forget. But I'm, not, I'm not putting that down. You I'm saying it. it's important to think about that. Yeah. 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 Like whether it's, you know, whether it's your family or whether it's your faith or whether it's your career, you know, at least just have them, have them listed mm-hmm. out and see which ones matter more and live that out yeah strive yeah. for something and they change yeah. you know over time they do yeah, change i mean true. obviously that's really good advice yeah that is and then we have one more question can we have you back on of course he said of course I, first first course. everyone else said no <laughs> <laughs> it's like hell no like, this sucks. Uh, well we really appreciate you coming on yeah it was fun did you uh, want to clo- close with anything happy birthday happy thank birthday. you yeah i appreciate that aren't you guys you know aren't you guys 
don't you feel happy that I decided to spend my birthday with you? Absolutely. I, I actually, like, <laughs> you wow. know, what? it's an honor it because is. when I found out someone's birthday, first of all, I love birthdays. It's like, yeah. yay, you know, but the fact that you would come here on your birthday is, yeah. is an honor. It is. Yeah. I was like, isn't your mom looking to spend, have dinner with you or something? Or? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm going to my dad's house. Oh, right, next. Right, okay. Right after this. Nice. So. Nice. Take your cupcake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Put in half. <laughs> we want to sign us off, Jessica. Yeah, thank you for tuning in to Toothpaste the Podcast, episode twenty-three. Three. Wow, we did it. It's awesome. All right, Mark. Thanks, thanks you guys. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it.